took a visit to OTAs. I'll tell you what I saw, and it's all good. Make sure you tune in right now on Locked on Jaguars. You are Locked on Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for joining me, Tony Wiggins, the host of the Locked On Jaguars podcast, where it's your team every day. We thank you for making us your first listen. Quick reminder that we are free on YouTube. That's right. You can subscribe for free to our YouTube page on Locked On Jaguars. And then also, if you listen to audio podcasts, make sure everywhere you listen to those podcasts, you check in every single day so you don't miss an episode of Locked On Jaguars. Shout out to the everydayers of the Locked On Jaguars podcast. We definitely appreciate you making this what it is. Had a lot of fun over the years with my everydayers. New folks, been covering the team for 14 years. Went out to OTAs today, and I'm going to give you guys a good little report on everything that I saw. Well, not everything, the things that I can talk about. We're going to do that now, man. We ain't going to waste no time here on the podcast. Quick reminder, I did talk to Trayvon Walker, did a little quick two-minute hitter with him after practice. I'm going to load that up with some audio. Hopefully have that for you in full for tomorrow's episode. So just to let you know what to look forward to. But today I'm talking about Travis Etienne. I'm talking about Trevor Lawrence. And it hit me today that these guys have essentially been a part of each other's football lives for this is what, six years now. So I'm, I got all gung ho thinking about it, man. And just looking at it. And I was thinking like, when a team adds new parts, right? When the team adds new pieces, particularly in this case, we're talking about Tank Bixby. When a team adds new pieces, folks seem to forget about the pieces that were already here, right? They forget about the folks who are already here because they think the new piece is going to... I heard some people saying that Tank Bixby is going to start. I like Tank Bixby. I love the pick, and I really, really love it, and I like it because mainly I know exactly what Doug Peterson has done in the past that I somehow get the feeling he wants to do that here. And what that means is change up, switch up, be able to interchange these running backs and get more and more people on the field that can help you. And when one guy comes in, you don't miss a beat. And the fact that Bigsby's built up a little bit differently than Travis Etienne uh, will give you some idea of exactly what I'm talking about. Like switch it up, give them a little bit of a different look. However, let's not forget that we still have a guy in Travis Etienne that is very, very good. So before the OTAs today, one of the things that we, we have a QA, and a I asked Doug Peterson a question about Travis Etienne and uh, pass protection because if you guys recall late in the year uh, particularly in the Chiefs game there was a moment where he wasn't in the game and it was a critical moment and you're like you want them to see you want to see all their best players on the field so while we've moved on I didn't really ask him specifically about that game or if Travis was hurt because I didn't want to just necessarily just like dwell on the past and 
put him in a situation where I didn't know if he could recall and then have to remind him and all of that stuff. So all I did and all I said was, how is he, where is he at with pass protection? Where was he at last year, basically at the end of the year? And where is he now with, how do you feel about Travis Etienne and his ability to protect the quarterback? And I really, really liked his answer. He said, you know, to paraphrase it all, of course, he says, uh, now you go on jaguars.com, you can probably see the entire interview and when I got to this question. But he did say that he's he, he's working just like everybody else. He's worked hard, that they like his effort. He's a big, strong kid with – he's got that oomph in him, that, that thing that it takes. Uh, now, remember, I'm not quoting here. I'm paraphrasing. But he did not sound like a coach who was worried that he had a running back who wasn't capable or wasn't willing to be – a very good pass protector. In fact, he almost sounded enthusiastic about uh, Travis Etienne's approach and wanting to improve and, 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 and get better. And then he reminded me of something. He reminded me of something. Because earlier when he was talking about players, he was talking about guys coming in as rookies and getting acclimated and being able to improve year after year. Well, he reminded us something that we all knew and that, that wasn't strange to us, but still when you hear it from him, it almost sets you back to the point where you really have to just chill out, relax a little bit, and understand the way that they're thinking. He says, and you talk about a guy, he looked dead at me and said, you're talking about a guy who missed his entire rookie year. He missed, oh, he was talking about Calvin. He was talking about Calvin Ridley earlier when folks were asking him, potentially, you know, are they going to start pressing Calvin Ridley a little bit more? He said, no, nah, we're bringing him along slow because he had an injury and he's been out a year and we, we don't want to press. He mentioned that, the little tidbit, he mentioned about Calvin Ridley, what he said was, but as we get in the training camp, it's, it's all, it's, it's full go. So when he got to answer my question about Travis Etienne, it was more about agreeing with, agreeing with, the fact that that young man, we had to realize that that young man also missed a lot of time. He missed a lot of time in in um, by missing that entire year. He wasn't improving, wasn't getting better. What he was doing was trying to rehab. He was rehabbing. So whatever adjustments that he had to make from college to his rookie season, you 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 really just saw him. You saw him. Last year, you saw him. Sometimes we forget that if you look at him statistically and look what he did a year ago, that essentially was his rookie season. When you consider the fact that he had to come back from an injury, and anytime a guy has to come back from an injury, he, he, he has to learn how to do things and, and, and has to learn how to get back into the swing of things. So, yeah, they, you know, there was a lot left to be desired. And then all of a sudden they draft Tank Bigsby, and now you got people saying Tank's going to be the start about it in the, the year. And it's no knock on Tank, but what it is is just a reflection of how quickly we sometimes move on and, and want to get to the next thing because it's a new shiny piece. And I, and I like them both together. But we have to remember, they like Travis Etienne an awful lot. 
and seeing him and Trevor Lawrence together without specifically telling you anything about what they particularly did. Let me tell you something. And I know I argue with people about this all the time. They're in shorts. You can't tell a lot. Last year when I watched practice and I came back and I said, Trevor's arm is lively. He's throwing the ball down the field more. It turned out to be true. When I said that Travis Etienne had a little giddy up in him that you haven't seen around here since maybe Maurice Jones drew and Leonard Fournette, maybe his first, his first year when he was breaking those long runs, I was dead. Right. I was absolutely dead. Right. So I'm going to tell you something that I saw today about Travis Etienne and why you guys can be so, so thrilled and, and don't just throw him away. Now, remember him and Trevor, are, they're tied at the hip, at least for, probably the next three or four years. I'll tell you more about all of that in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars after I tell you about our friends over at Built. Today's sponsor is is Built.com, Built Bar, Built Puffs. That's right. If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise taste because taste is everything, I've got the thing for you. It's Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are healthy and taste amazing. Seriously, they taste so amazing. You won't think they're good for you. You'll think you're eating something you ain't supposed to be eating while you're trying to lose weight and work out. But you got to try this. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered with 100% real dark chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. So I can stop there, right? Because usually that's enough to make anybody who loves the way chocolate tastes say, okay, I'm all good on that. But what you need to understand is the macros are only 130 calories with four grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. So you will absolutely love it. That's right. Built Bar, you can find it at built.com. And even now, you can go to your local Walmart, go to the pharmacy section, get a four-bar box, or go to Sam's Club where you can be really, really greedy like me and get a 13-bar box of your favorite flavors. Make sure you check them out at Sam's and Walmart in your neighborhoods or go to built.com and get built in your life. All right, running it down here on Locked On Jaguars, OTAs, Tuesday. By the way, happy, I did not record yesterday. Happy, I wouldn't, I, I want to rephrase that. On Memorial Day, we honor those who made the ultimate sacrifice for our freedoms. We thank them. We thank their families. And uh, I hope everyone had a, a, a very good day yesterday, uh, keeping in mind the memory of all of our fallen comrades, soldiers, men and women alike who gave their life and their family for making a sacrifice also. I did not say that yesterday. Said it today, though, right? So it's always a good time to remember, folks. We have to remember that Travis Etienne was essentially a rookie last year, right? Before we want to move on to the newest thing with the the nice name, which is Tank Bigsby. First of all, let me tell you, I think Tank Bigsby is going to be really, really good, right? I think he's going to be fabulous. And if he's as good as I think he will be, then that means that's good for the Jacksonville Jaguars because I think Travis Etienne is also going to continue to thrive and climb the ranks of the running backs in the National Football League. Trevor Lawrence has already cracked the top 10. I think they're joined at the hip a little bit. I think Travis Etienne, by the end of this year, will have a good shot at cracking the top 10 running backs and maybe even start breathing down a little bit higher. A lot of this will all go back to team success. How much success will they have as a team? Because the more success you have as a team, the more people will understand that your numbers might not be what they're supposed to be. 
and then look at your contribution to a, a winner as opposed to you having these gaudy numbers and your team stinks. And this is what I said about last year. And, you know, I told you to look forward to our second listen tomorrow. I'm going to try to get this Trayvon interview uploaded for you. If not, I got to just tell you what he said. But the thing about it is, is I told you, I told most people that Aiden Hutchinson was probably going to get more sacks than Trayvon Walker. Yeah, probably will be schematically and, and and the fact that Trayvon was now doing something full-time that he did not do in college, it was going to take him a while, right? But I said the one thing that can be forgiven is when you win, when a guy makes a contribution to a winner as opposed to a guy putting up gaudy numbers and that team doesn't win. That's not necessarily the case with Aiden because they were one game from the playoffs, but most people consider the AFC more difficult. So people saying it wasn't a failure. It wasn't an abstract failure. By the way, he looks good. And Trayvon looks really, really great. So the thing that I want to say about Travis Etienne is even if he has to split and share carries now with Tank Bigsby, with Jamal Agnew, they're not going to stop using Jamal Agnew, by the way. I don't care who they had on this team. He is he is a plus-plus player for them on special teams with these new rules, but he's also a plus player for them from the line of scrimmage to where – you just want to get the hands in his ball, right? You don't, you don't get his hands in the ball. You want to get the ball in his hands and not really uh, take away the ability that he has to change things and change things suddenly, especially field position. So based on my observations today, anyone who thinks that the addition of Calvin Ridley and, and Bigsby and, and, of course, the tight end Strange, Britain Strange, Anyone who thinks that those additions are going to decrease, and I was one of them, so I'm going to raise my hand, decrease the amount of times you saw them use Jamal Agnew, uh, you're probably wrong, just like I was. I think what's going to happen is they're going to use him. He's going to be more effective. They won't use him as much, but they will still use uh, Jamal Agnew, and you'll see some results. The same thing with Travis Etienne. He looks different. He looks different. And I don't know if it's his confidence. I don't know if his if his conditioning, he looked stronger, he looked fast or decisive. Now I know they're not running with pads on and nobody's hitting, but this time last year, I'm judging what he was doing in shorts and pads versus what he's doing right now. And I'm gonna tell you, man, if anyone thought that they weren't gonna feature him, you're wrong. He's gonna he's gonna touch the ball. An awful lot. He's a dangerous, dangerous football player. They use the first round draft pick on him that he is going to touch the ball. The Jaguars have some weapons. They have some weapons offensively. Don't forget about Zay Jones, who's getting loose and shaking and baking and go, getting downfield. And he has a great chemistry with Trevor uh, with those long balls. So um, it's going to be nothing new. They're going to add on to what they did last year. Probably going to add on to the playbook, you know, add a few more wrinkles here, get deeper into what the playbook is. But don't forget about those guys who made plays last year and think that because they got some stuff that's going on that's new, that they're going to they're going to forget about those. They're not. Travis Etienne is going to touch the ball a bunch. I would guess 18 touches a game between the running game and the passing game. And everyone else behind, behind him is truly going to be a supplementary player. And that's good when you have guys who are starting quality. That are sub Jermichael Hasty still going to touch the ball. 
Yes, he will. I saw a little bit of Tank Bigsby today. He mostly ran with some rookies and some of the young players. Looked good, strong, powerful. There's a difference, though, between the guy that was chosen in the first round and the guy that was chosen in the third round. That just is. That just is. Doesn't mean that, you know, he won't have a great career, but I'm just telling you, there just is. So I'm not um, – I'm still very enthusiastic about the depth on this team, but I got to caution myself to not forget about the starters just because uh, we've seen them and we know who they are. I'm very, very excited about this duo. I'm extremely excited about the probability and the possibility uh, of them being j- just this two-headed monster. Well, you know, the one head is obviously Trevor. But I do think that there's a little bit of forgetting about ETN, and you can't do it. At the very least, he can be what Austin Eckler is, maybe not with the pass catcher because I don't think he's that great of a pass catcher, but he does it well enough. I think he's a little bit bigger and stronger. He's going to hold on to the ball. I'm, I did this podcast today. I had something else planned, but I did this today because it strikingly grabbed me around my neck and said, don't ignore what you're looking at. Go tell those people exactly what you just saw. And I'm telling you, Travis Etienne is going to be very good for this team. Got some other stuff to run down with you that I'll tell you about. Some observations from OTAs. I'll give you that in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. All right, putting it all together, running it down, letting you guys know what I saw today at OTAs. This is the fourth one, but it's the second one I went to. I didn't go. I didn't. Uh, well, no, it's the first one I went to because I was having some health issues with my hip and I couldn't walk around and there's nowhere to sit. You're going to stand for about two hours. Uh, so I took a little painkiller and I went today. But um, Brandon McManus, the new kicker, Doug Peterson was asked about him and they were very familiar with him off film and – now you have the ability, if you want to, to run a, run a guy out there and confidently try that 50-yarder. Whereas in the past, the Jaguars sometimes didn't do that a lot of times. And shout out to Gene Frenette, too, for bringing up a point. I asked Doug about uh, the altitude. No, I asked the uh, special teams coach about the altitude, the difference. And Frenette brought it up to me that Brandon McManus tried, more, tried and made more 50-yard kicks away from home than he did – uh, in my high stadium so uh, it's almost like Adam Judge a guy who can hit a home run a guy who hit hits a home run he can hit him anywhere doesn't matter if it's a long park short park who, who has that long park everybody always talks about is it Seattle or Houston where it's hard to hit home runs Adam Judge, Aaron Judge gonna hit them home runs with and that's sort of um that's sort of the way it seems like they feel about Brandon McManus. He's going to kick him, whether he's in Denver. He, and they they mentioned today that he barely missed a 64-yarder. He had, he had the distance in Seattle, and it's hard to kick to that end of the field. So, yeah, man, um, that and the special teams rule. Special teams coach also said that it probably won't affect him very much because they have Jamal Agnew, so they're going to run as many of them out as they can. And continue, and continue to put that pressure. And he's also not concerned the other way because um, they feel like they have they feel like they have enough people who are really really good at coverage, and they won't get caught. They won't get caught sleeping, thinking you know that they're not the other team isn't gonna isn't gonna run it back. So why cover? No, no, no. They they're gonna anticipate that every single time somebody's gonna be back there trying to 
uh, cover um, these kicks so or run those kicks back. So they're going to that, – that hasn't – and will not change a lot. Now, he did indicate that the special teams coaches all got together and put together what they wanted, and this wasn't it. So I believe that the, the league is thinking more for safety. It doesn't mean the coaches weren't thinking about safety, but it seems like the league was thinking more for safety. So um, that that's what that is. I saw Mr. Johnson from Texas A&M today. Long, tall, rangy type of, of athlete, especially for a guy who's a fifth-round pick. I think he's going to look good. Jordan Smith, long, tall, looked good today. He has a knee brace on. Doug Peterson mentioned that at some point during training camp, he believes that knee brace will come off. But right now, they're bringing him along a little bit. Um, didn't see Devin Lloyd much on the field today, but saw him on the sideline. Looks in, like he's in felt really, really good shape. Uh, Cam Robinson was there. Did a little did a little work on the sideline. Looks like he's moving okay. And so was Ben Barch. So the two people that weren't at 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 OTAs today were Josh Allen. Uh, who's working out, and they don't seem like they're too worried about it. And Evan Ingram, who has not signed his franchise tender, neither one of those players were there. But a lot of work got done. Trevor Lawrence looked like Trevor Lawrence. Looked great. Looked absolutely great. And that's why I'm looking at him and thinking this is a dynamic duo. And if Calvin Ridley is who I think he is, it's going to be the triplets all over again here uh, in Jacksonville. Ridley's really, really quick. He has real quick feet. Um, all the wide receivers, especially the first three or four, they all look really, really good. Really just looks, like I said, it's what the difference is between a first-round pick and a guy. It just looks different. When you see Trayvon Walker out there, he looks different. Him and Josh Allen sort of look similar, but Trayvon even looks different from Josh, in my opinion, when you see them in these settings. And it's just something that you really have to tell yourself that is real. There's a reason why. Guys are picked that high. There's an absolute reason why. And there's a little subtle stuff, but um, those were the things that I saw from training camp today. Someone asked me, how do they look? And I said, it's hard to say in shorts, and I don't want to get caught being overly enthusiastic about it. But they look cut. They look like they've been working out. Andre Cisco looks like he's ready to be a bodybuilder or in some sort of contest for 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 fitness because he looks yoked up. Uh Rayshon Jenkins was yoked up. Tyson Campbell looks like he may have put on five pounds and he still has his athleticism. And all the linemen, are, are they, they got a lot more girth and a lot more size on, on the offensive line. So the strength and conditioning program seems like it must be working. All right, try to get this Trayvon interview up for you. I might have to reach out to Tech and get a little help. But it's only two minutes, but I can tell you what he said. But I, I can show you better than I can tell you. So I want to make sure that YouTube – uh, folks and the audio folks get the same um, coverage because I could put it on audio. I just have to figure out how to get it together on a video to, to add the clip here on YouTube. But that's what you got tomorrow. I'm going to tell you what I saw from Trayvon and tell you why I think Trayvon Walker is going to have a monster season. We'll do all of that on more episodes coming up, especially tomorrow here on Locked on Jaguars. You guys take care of each other.